Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. Greetings, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay empowered, engaged, educated, and entertained. You're listening to the 206th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. You're tuned in to Talking With T. It's May 6th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Rapper Meek Mill, the late baseball great Willie Mays, actress Gabore Sidibe, and actress Lynn Whitfield. On this date in history, President Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Today on the national calendar is National Nurses Day. Now this week on the national calendar is Thank a Teacher Week. And every profession starts with the teacher. The job of an educator isn't easy. We charge them with educating and growing young minds. Teachers tackle many roles in a very demanding job. Be sure this week to find a teacher and say thank you. Other celebrations and acknowledgments in the month of May include National Salad Month, National Bike Month, National Hamburger Month, Military Appreciation Month, National Barbecue Month, Mental Health Awareness Month, and National Foster Care Awareness Month. It's the first Monday in May, so it's time for a new theme. This month's theme is Make Your Move in May. So, stop waiting and wishing and make your move. Work for what you hope for. No one is ever impressed by how good your excuses are. Start making some things happen for your life. Start taking steps towards your goals, even if it's a small step. Move forward and keep moving until you make what could be what is. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. As I most often like to do, I'm going to start with a happy highlight. Two black pilots, Cortland Savage and Jerome Stanislaus, have created a nonprofit called Fly for the Culture, in which they are offering opportunities for black youth to learn about aviation. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that only 3% of all commercial pilots in the U.S. are black. Fly for the Culture offers free flying lessons for minorities and mentorships for those that want to pursue careers in aviation. Kim Kardashian West uses her celebrity influence once again to assist in negotiating the release of a low-level drug offender from prison who had served 22 years of a life sentence. Alicia James graduated last year from a newly integrated high school, which seems odd in itself in this day and time. She has filed a lawsuit alleging the Cleveland School District took away her chance to be salutatorian because they feared, quote, white flight. Now, we know that the title of salutatorian goes to the student with the second highest grades. Yet in this case, the position went to a white student with lower grades than Miss James. Her attorney states that the lawsuit is important because the playing field should be equal when teaching young people the value of competing with other students. She also said these positions that are set aside for students who work hard and do well, They should be awarded on who does the best 
and it should be done without consideration as to whether whites will leave the school district if their kids are not selected for awards. Drake was a big winner at the 2019 Billboard Awards as he walked away with multiple honors from his 17 nominations, including the Top Artist Award. And although Drake beat out Cardi B for Top Artist, she was the top nominee with 21 nominations. And then we had Taylor Swift, who kicked off the show with a performance that reminded many of us of Beyonce's Coachella performance last year, with marching band and all. More than 80 people were arrested across eight states in a major child abuse sting focusing on child pornography. More than 170 government agencies participated in the investigation. Longtime Jeopardy game show host Alex Trebek says he's struggling to overcome deep, deep sadness after his diagnosis with stage four pancreatic cancer. Two people were killed and four others injured in a shooting this past Tuesday at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. The suspect was later identified with no previous signs he was capable of such an act. An eight-year-old Ohio boy's quick thinking saved him and his sister from a kidnapper, and he is being called a hero, and I agree. The two children were sitting in the back seat of their grandmother's car as she took a woman to the hospital emergency room. A man jumped into the driver's seat and drove off. I saw the video of the poor grandmother trying desperately to stop the car while the little boy had managed to open the door on the passenger side, but the driver grabbed the little girl's hoodie. The brother pulled her away through the open door and they both fell out of the car. The driver was soon apprehended and charged with two counts of kidnapping, felonious assault, and grand theft. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. Up with chills. I just need your feels. Sipping on your vibe. Tell me what's the deal. I'm gonna be yours, you can mark my words. Be falling in love like two little birds. I'm falling for you, and you know why. He is just for me, cast a spell on me, caught in his own symphony, swaying back and forth with no melody, no more fantasy. Reality. Take me away, be my fantasy I got what you want, give me what I need When he break it down The 808 drop, get the beat, beat, beat it I'm gonna be yours, you can mark my words Be falling in love like two little birds I'm falling for you, and you know why He's just for me, cast a spell on me Caught in his own symphony Swaying back and forth with no melody No more fantasy, reality All right, listeners, it's now that time in the show where we review trending news and hot topics. I want to welcome to the show our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, and the know-it-all Professor Jay as we attempt to cover some hot topics and trending news. And we're going to start with uh, 
story that's a little disturbing. Another pastor is under scrutiny and has shed a bad light on the church. Terry Wayne Millinder and his first lady out of Alexandria, Virginia, have been arrested for their involvement in a $1.2 million fraud scheme. Now, apparently, they preyed on members of their congregation with a company that they started that was supposed to help poor people in developing countries by providing small, short-term loans to start or expand businesses. You can read all those details of this scheme through the link on my website, which is www.talkingwitht.com. But the reason I'm sharing this story today is because things like this, I believe, discourage people from moving forward in their faith. So when I shared this story on social media, several of the comments were related to how this is damaging to the church, how it's damaging to those that are kind of on the fence with their faith. And Professor Jay, I know that you are in the ministry, and I wanted your opinion and your take on that. Well, indeed, you are correct. This is definitely casting a bad light on the church. I had the opportunity to scroll through the story myself. Like you said, it emphasized the Christian mission and use of funds to help for the poor. It brings to, to question, can we trust men and women of the cloth? So, I, I, again, I pray for the members who were involved in this particular incident because they gave of their time, they gave of their talent, they gave of, you know, their increase with the idea that it would be going to good use to help those mm-hmm. for whom it was supposed to be intended, but it went into the pockets of the people who were involved in this scheme. Now, let me just throw this out here. You know, we can't just really lump all pastors, all ministers, all ministries into the same boat because of, of course not. One, yeah, of course, because of one group who has decided to tarnish the name and the reputation of the church and the overall mission of the church, which is to help people. You know, there right. are some some genuine pastors out there, some genuine ministers who have the best interest of their congregants at heart, and not just the best interest of their congregants within the four walls, but those who are outside of the four walls. So, you know, I, I like I said, let me just caution our listeners not to totally just say, well, uh, well, we can't, we can't really trust all these pastors. All these pastors are crooked because all pastors are not crooked. You're right, Jay. All pastors are not. I think the concern and why some people become more and more skeptical is because the occurrence is happening more often. Yeah. So you you start, you know what I mean? You start becoming kind of weary of seeing these types of stories, and then you become wary of where should I put my money? Should I trust that it's being put to good use? Do I necessarily need to see physical evidence? You know, it's like the church building fund. And Pam and I, we talk about that all the time. We've been donating to the church building fund for two decades, and we don't have another building. And the thermometer ain't the thermometer on the wall ain't moved. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm with Jay. You know, it's people they see that or hear that, and it does steer them away from from church because they put them all in the same category and, and it's been so many I've come across so many great pastors in, in my time and I've come across some crooked ones too but it still doesn't steer me away from the fact that of going to church 
and being led led by a pastor, you know, and and I still tithe or whatever. Um, it's not my place to really worry about that because you can't worry and pray at the same time. I've been told. Oh, okay. Oh. So I can't worry about where my money is going now. If something came out where it was being used inappropriately, and then you could act accordingly. But if you just go based on what's going on in another part of the country at mm-hmm. this church or whatever, then um, you need to check yourself for that matter. I agree. Ooh. Okay, well, 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 okay, we'll move on. Now, listen, just like we do here, people do all the time, we debate over things. Sometimes there are things of substance. Sometimes there are things that are pretty irrelevant and shallow, which leads me to Mark Edwin Turner, his girlfriend, her son, and the son's girlfriend. They got into a debate over which vehicle was best between a Chevy and a Ford. The debate got so heated. I know. I know. That part alone is a little comical, but the debate got so heated that at some point, Mr. Turner pulled out a knife and somebody got cut. Then this fool went and got a gun, fired his gun, hit his girlfriend five times, the bullets ricocheted, the son's girlfriend also got hit. Now, keep in mind, this is all over, whether Chevy or Ford make the best vehicle. You know, every week it's the story that gets the long side, and this would be that story. Chevy versus Ford. And even if it were Bentley versus Rolls Royce, why you going to have a whole argument and break out weapons over a car? Exactly. Okay, and where did this happen? This must be a very boring and dry town, and they certainly don't have anything else to do. I mean, I think the point that we want to make is, Nothing should get that heated. And you're not, it's not like they're with strangers also. I mean, you with friends and family, and you let right. a debate get that heated? Makes no sense to me. I can hear that now. You don't be talking about my Chevy. You'll be talking about my truck, Jesus. Can I? Thanks, man, for the rendition. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you, Billy. And you said that as if everybody had a a maximum of three teeth in in his or her mouth. (laughs) The maximum. (laughs) Well, let me let me uh talk about one more story. Now it's strange. So, like many of our stories, the ones that we find, you got to keep up. Now, Jay, I don't know if you're gonna need a flow chart for this one, but you do have to keep up with what's going on. Okay, hang on. Let me let me grab my pen and my paper. Let me grab my pen All right. and my paper. All right. Got, I got to make sure. All right. So some members of a Florida gang have been arrested. And finally, when the story came out, the third member of this Florida gang is now in custody after attacking a black man in his home and forcing a tattoo on his neck. All right. So we got okay. this gang. They attack a black man in his home, force a tattoo on his neck. The gang member who was apprehended this past Monday was Brandon Haley. He's wanted for aggravated battery, armed robbery, and he's in jail right now with a $40,000 bond. He's a member of this gang. Now, the gang is called CWB. And what does that stand for, you ask? And what does that stand for? What does it stand for? 
Thank you. CWB stands for the Crazy White Boy Gang, and they're, they're out of Florida. And they attacked Michael Hart in his house. Michael Hart is the black man. Okay. Now, on the back of his neck, he used to have CWB. And I said, now that's a bit strange. And then I read that this Michael Hart was actually in the gang. So I'm a little confused on that part. And T.I. Pam, you might have to investigate. But anyway, uh, Michael Hart is a black man. He was in the gang. The other gang members broke in his house, knocked him unconscious, and then covered the CWB tattoo with a FU N word, except they spelled it wrong, so it actually said FU Niger. Uh, oh, bless their heart. Like uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. And so Hart says he had passed out from the pain, but during the course of the attack, he was also sodomized. And he was in and out of consciousness, and it's really a sad story, but it's an odd story. And so, you know, why he was a part of this gang, and they said that they do things like that when people break the gang rules. In my opinion, just being in the gang broke the rules if it's crazy white boy gang and you black. But I don't know. It's got to be some more details. And, Pam, maybe you can investigate about this gang. I, I just... I don't know. And so, hold on. Yeah. I'm looking at my good flow chart here. So, the mm-hmm. Michael Hart, when they attacked mm-hmm. him, they covered right. his CWB tattoo with F.U. Nigel. All right. Mm-hmm. I have questions. Okay. All right. So, as someone who has six tattoos, um, tattooing is not something that happens very quickly. Right. So did Mm -hmm. they tattoo him when he was unconscious or while he was conscious? Because I'm just trying to figure out if he was conscious while this tattooing was going on. Seemed like to me. They said he was knocked unconscious when they did that and was in and out of consciousness. And I guess during the attack, all these other uh, things happened. Yeah, but they used a, a knife to do it. Okay. So it wasn't a legit. Right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, that that answers. Well, that sheds some light on the questions that I had. This is a CTN or CTS rather. Crazy tale story. (laughs) (laughs) And this gang clearly wasn't in Jacksonville or Tallahassee and no urban parts of Florida. I, I I get the idea. Right. Right. Yeah, they were actually in Salt Springs, Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. But we just need to look up about this gang, though. I still want somebody to do research about the criteria for being in this gang and what what it's all about. I was just about to ask, how in the world, as a black man, would you end up in a crazy white boy gang unless you have an identity crisis? Will you get their uh, diversity jump in? Don't make me laugh, Jake. (laughs) I, I... Hey, I got to move. I got to move on. Don't well, maybe you trying to infiltrate it like that movie. What was that movie that came out where he was infiltrating the KKK? I don't remember the name of it, Pam. Yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it either. Well, let me just bring up one more story. Because as members of the black culture, 
a lot of times our stories obviously are relevant to things that happen to us as black people, issues, topics, things that are relative to us. But actually, the audience is more broad than that. And I think that the topics can be shared by members across the community, not just members of the black community and our culture. But I did want to share that often our topics are relative to that because that's who we are. This is where we're from. And so when we talk about these types of things, one is to bring awareness and inform our listeners, the broader audience, about issues that we deal with and that we think are important. And they, they're not always concerning. We obviously have some happy highlights as well. But we also encourage our listeners that there are some topics or things of interest that you want us to bring up on the show. We encourage you to let us know through our social media. You can call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Or you can comment on our webpage. That's www.talkingwitht.com. I want to share this story. It's about a Florida man who fires a gun at the community swimming pool. This story isn't new per se. You know, it's almost like same song, different tune. But mm-hmm. some young men were enjoying the community pool in which one of the victim's mothers is a homeowner. So her son, who's 18 years old, is also a resident of the subdivision, which means he's legally allowed to be at the pool and shouldn't be a problem. So they go to the pool around 9 o'clock. They're confronted by this guy who says that they have to leave, that the community pool closes at sunset. And they agree to leave, no problem. As they're leaving, they see a sign that says the pool closes at 10 o'clock, not sunset, as the man said. So after they see the sign, they approach him and said pretty much, hey, what's up? This sign says it closes at 10 o'clock. And he says, well, the rules are changed, and you need to leave. Now, he wasn't entirely wrong, I guess, because later they showed that the homeowners association had voted to change the pool's closing hours a few days prior, but the posted rules hadn't changed yet, meaning that all the residents were not properly informed, and so the rule didn't stand as official, right? Are y'all following me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So they get into a verbal argument. Ultimately. The three teens decided to follow the sign and keep enjoying their pool time. Now, you know that's where it went left, right? So I'm just trying to, you know, I mean, you can see how this is going down. The sign says 10 o'clock. This man is saying no, but there's no evidence that this man is correct. It looks like he's just telling them they need to leave the pool. Well, he gets mad, goes and gets his gun, takes the gun and starts just firing shots into the dirt and to the side where they were. And they asked him, did you really just shoot a gun, putting our lives at risk? And, of course, when somebody's shooting at you, then you're going to leave. He followed them to their car. They wrote down his tag number. They left the area, told the parents, and then they filed police reports. Now, again, this is just taking things too far. He's been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and discharging a firearm in public. Is it that serious? Why does this keep happening? Another long sigh? Yeah. Another. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's going to be summertime. There are a lot of community pools. I just want to, pe- you know, let the people to know on occasion, 
We may enjoy swimming in the pool just like everybody else. Don't pull out guns, knives, or, or the like, any kind of weapons because of that. Why? Why can't we just be at peace? Right. I mean, let the people swim. Yeah, they did the absolute most. It wasn't, it wasn't that serious. That's crazy. All right. So, listeners, we welcome your opinion and your contribution to this discussion. Again, you can give us a call on our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. And your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. Or you can engage with us on social media under Talking With T or visit www.talkingwitht.com. But for my two, Professor J and P.I. Pam, that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to tune in each week to Talking With T on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m. on Jamming 99.7 for our focus on Knoxville, Tennessee. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Don't strive to make your presence noticed, just make your absence felt. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.